Well, Morocco has been in the spotlight, at least for the last few weeks, with the uh, team, the national team, uh, progressing in the Kasul Alam, the so-called World Cup for, uh, you know, the furthest that any African nation has been. But this, of course, brings into question the role of Morocco on the continent. Morocco, when it comes to its own national identity, has been in the past, and in the current for that matter, in relation to the African continent and the world a checkered country, Morocco being, mind you, one of only three monarchies left on the continent itself and the other two being right here on South Africa's borders and surrounded by South Africa, Lesotho and Swaziland. And then all the way you've got other forms of government. Granted, not many of them have shown you know, the, the anticipated success that uh, you know, it was hoped. But nonetheless, there are uh, you know, constitutional governments run by uh, you know, a, a democratic democratic or partially democratic system as they would like to call themselves until you get to Morocco. Morocco's relationship in North Africa has also been a complex one with the issue of Western Sahara and its ever perpetual neighbor Algeria claiming that you know what we are a genuine and a true modern Arab democracy and here you have uh, Morocco still steep in their autocracy or their monarchy with King Hassan uh, you know running the country and his family for the last few centuries itself. Now, debate, a debate, of course, currently raging about Morocco's identity and whether it sees itself as an African nation, an Arab nation, a Berber nation, or and its claims over Western Africa as, and its recent inclusion in the African Union or the AU. Well, joining us to uh, complement the discussion, Dr. Emmanuel Matambo, Research Director, Center for African, Africa-China Studies at the University of Johannesburg or UJ. Uh, good morning, Dr. Emmanuel. Good morning, and uh, thank you for inviting me. Good morning to your listeners as well. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, you know, Morocco's relationship with the rest of Africa, we've seen, you know, highs and lows and downs, and especially in, in the relation to you know, Western Sahara. How does Morocco currently fare with the other powerhouses on the continent, South Africa, Nigeria, Kenya, Tanzania, and of course, it's Arab African neighbors like Egypt and, and, and Algeria. How is Morocco doing these days politically? Morocco has had a very interesting relationship with the rest of Africa and uh, with the powerhouses, as you call them, that you just described. And uh, this relationship uh, extends before even the formation of the African Union to the time of the Organization of African Unity in 1984 when Morocco left the continental body because uh, the rest of Africa did not recognize Morocco's sovereignty over Western Sahara. South Africa uh, has made it clear that it is in solidarity with uh, Western Sahara and that has kind of sullied its relationship with, with Morocco. And then obviously the, it was further complicated in 1987 when, when Morocco applied to join the European communities which was further transformed into the uh, European Union. So that the rest of Africa was a sign that Morocco did not really want to identify itself as African, and that further deteriorated its relationship with its African counterparts, and with its Arab counterparts as well, because uh, the Arab countries have had a fractious relationship with European countries. We can talk about Libya's relationship with, 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 with Italy. We can talk about Egypt's relationship with England. So that solid 
further the relationship that Morocco enjoyed with the with the rest of uh, its African its, its African neighbors. But then obviously it started agitating and uh, campaigning for its re-inclusion in what was now later called the African Union, and it successfully did that. Uh, in in uh, in 2017, although a number of African countries actually voted against Morocco's Morocco's inclusion, but about a year, about 36 countries voted that it should uh, negotiate its relationship with Western Sahara this time around within the fold of the African Union. So that is just a brief history of how Morocco has related at a political level with the rest of the continent. Dr. Emmanuel, I mean, uh, there have been many calls in recent days and weeks that, you know, that uh, we should back Morocco from it being, you know, part of uh, Africa's sporting federations as well as a current, uh, uh, you know, or or, or an African player. I mean, what is the mood on the continent itself? Granted, many lay people may not even consider this to be their top burning agenda anyway. Morocco, no Morocco, Algeria. No Algeria doesn't make a difference to us. But as far as the the sporting and political and social federations are concerned, um, should we be, as a continent, backing Morocco in that regard? We should be, actually. um, Because this is the thing. When Morocco qualified for the FIFA World Cup, it qualified as a country that represented the Confederation of African Football, which is CAF. So it qualified as one of the five African countries that were representing the, 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 the continent. So on that basis only, yes, everyone should rally around Morocco as a representative of Africa. Obviously, what further complicates the situation is that um, what, what a lot of people might not know, actually, is that most of the people that start in the lineups of a Moroccan, I think in their game against um, Belgium, if I'm not mistaken, only about three players representing Morocco were actually born in Morocco. The rest have been born in, 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 in foreign countries, mostly in, in European countries. So that obviously further complicates the issue. But then we should be proud of the fact that this is an African team. Their coach has been widely speaking about how Africa should be proud that an African team for the first time has breached into the, into the semifinal of the, of the World Cup. So, so politics aside, Morocco remains geographically uh, an African an African nation and the fact that it was actually its own intent, not that it was invited to join the African Union, but it was only its own intent actually to, to join the, the African Union. So on that basis only, I think the backlash that Morocco has received from Sub-Saharan Africa especially has been quite unfair. Mm. Looking at the region of North Africa, Dr. Emmanuel, I mean, you've got your Egypt, Tunisia, Libya, Algeria, and, uh, you know, your Morocco, and of course, you can include Western Sahara and Sudan there. There have been some countries that have been very proactive in the pan-African approach. Now, you saw Libya's, uh, you know, Gaddafi back in the day. He might have been, uh, you know, the voice of the entire country because that's what it was. It was an autocracy back in the day. But Mr. You know, President Gaddafi, for whatever it was worth, pushed the pan-African agenda. Algeria, for their part, I mean, our pre- former president, Nelson Mandela, went to Algeria. Many of the exilees landed up in Algeria. They were trained there by the Algerian uh, you know, military. And Algeria proved to be a very important motivating point in the fight against colonialism, in the fight against the French. Uh, and, and as a result, many African countries were motivated by the Algerian you know, campaign. 
mean these two countries stand out but morocco similar population uh, also great potential economically wise how have they fared over the last few decades in contributing towards the continent not just in recent years but uh, you know if, from the 60s and 70s onwards have they made themselves an african player Morocco has an interesting history when it comes to foreign policy, not only in Africa, but in the whole world. It was the first country, by the way, to recognize the United States of America mm. when America was uh, broke away from, from the British crown. So that's an interesting distinction that Morocco has. On the, on the African continent, we have to speak about um, Mo- Mo- Morocco. Yes, obviously, when, when you compare it with, uh, with Egypt, when you compare it with, 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 yes, with, with Egypt and the Arab League, when you compare it with Algeria and Algeria's uh, fight against the, it's, it's a heroic fight against French colonialism. Yes, Morocco pales, so to say, in comparison. And that issue was further complicated even uh, more than uh, just less than a decade ago, actually, in 2013, when Morocco refused to, ironically, this was also about soccer, but it has political ramifications as well when morocco refused to host the africa cup of nations on the basis that uh, sub-saharan africans could actually take uh, the ebola to, to to morocco so that is just a situation in which morocco finds itself a lot of people are a little bit uncomfortable with its contribution to africa and it's with, with its stated solidarity with the rest of the african continent it seems to be an outlier and that obviously does not help morocco's cause Dr. Emmanuel Matambo, thank you so much for joining us on uh, Radio Islam uh, International and have a good uh, rest of your uh, day and rest of your year, Professor, and looking forward to chatting to you maybe in the new year, Professor. Thank you very much and uh, I look forward to further engagement.